0: You're a podcaster, so you want to get your show in front of as many interested people as possible. So today, I'm going to talk to you about one way to do that, and it's called repurposing. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series, and I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Can you hear that? That's the sound of an idea that's been percolating in my mind for quite some time now. (laughs) It's an idea that has to do with repurposing your content. Because I think as podcasters, one of our biggest goals is to grow our audience. It's to grow the listenership of people that we're here to help. And what that means is we need to get our content, first of all, produced with quality and packed with great Stuff, you know, that really does help people. It's not just junk. But then we've got to do our part in getting it out there for people who are interested in our topics to find and have as an option to select for their listening, enjoyment, and benefit. And in this episode, I want to walk you through some of the things that have been percolating, some of the things I've been thinking about, because I think there are quite a number of things that I see not only my clients, but other podcasters not doing when it comes to repurposing. Now, before I get into all this, let me say this. This is an approach where you're going to have to pick and choose what's best for you right now at this time, because all of this takes time. All of this is going to require some learning curves. All of this is going to require perhaps outsourcing to someone else if you're able to do that so that it doesn't consume your time. But whatever way you approach this, You are going to have to just kind of pick and choose what you feel is going to have the biggest bang for your buck and the buck being your time in each scenario. Now, the first thing I want to mention is something that anybody can do. It's going to take about 20 minutes or 30 minutes and it's a one-time action. And if you have not done this, it's something every single person who produces a podcast and is listening to the sound of my voice right now should go out and do and the word that describes it is the word syndication. Now that's a big word has to do with real estate investing and other things like that. That's not the way I mean it. When it comes to publishing, syndication means putting out your content over multiple platforms. And so what I'm talking about are the directories, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Player FM, all those places. If your podcast is not on every channel it can be on and being distributed wherever people may go to find your content, then you're missing out on some potential audience members. Now, granted, on some of those platforms, it may be quite small, but one listener is one listener. You never know who it is who's going to actually be the one who shares your content to others who are in your niche. You never know who the one is who's going to be the big influencer who picks up your content and just thinks it's the greatest thing and shares it with their entire mailing list of 10,000 people. You never know who that's going to be and you never know where they're going to find you. So being on every directory or every platform that you can be on through syndication is a powerful thing. Now, how do you do this? Well, I recorded an episode back on episode 79 that walks you through all of the directories that I believe are good for you to be in. And there are actually some more that have popped up since the time that I recorded that episode, but I'll be doing another episode similar to it for the 2018, 2019 year of directories and channels that your podcast needs to be into. So I'm not going to go back through all of that content. If you're going to pay attention to that and you want to take this step, which again, every one of you should be, if you haven't, you can go to podcastfasttrack.com slash 79. And you will find that entire episode and the show notes are quite extensive. You could just go through the show notes alone and do what it instructs you to do and not have to listen to the episode. But you may want to listen to the episode too, because I threw in some extra stuff there. So that's podcastfasttrack.com slash 79. And you can find the link to that episode of the podcast in the show notes in the description on your podcast player for this episode. And this episode is episode 114. So if you want to go to the show notes, it's going to be at podcastfasttrack.com slash 114. So that's the first point, syndication. Make sure that you're getting your podcast out in as many directories as possible. Now we're going to turn a corner to some other approaches, other approaches of Repurposing your existing content. And when I mean repurposing, I mean, you've already recorded some great podcast episodes. You maybe have 20 or 30 or a hundred even in your back catalog that you've published previously. I would venture a guess that much of what you've already published is still current, is still usable. Now, because technology changes and because laws change and things like that, your particular niche may have a bigger churn rate in terms of things changing and certain approaches being helpful or not as time goes on. So you may have less what they call evergreen content, content that's still usable in your back catalog than someone else would. But I believe there's probably things in all of our back catalogs that we could repurpose, we could reuse in different formats than we originally did. Now, first of all, Let me just give you a really simple one here. And here's the point on this one. You should be promoting old episodes of your podcast that are evergreen. Say episode four had a great set of content with a guest that you had on and the things that they shared and the tips they gave are just as relevant today as they were the day they shared them. Well, you should continue sharing that content. You should do it over social media. You should do it perhaps using an app like Buffer or Hootsuite or Edgar or eClincher. You should be recirculating that content in various ways, just in its pure original format through the podcast episode, because that content is still helpful to your audience, right? And you may have new members of your audience who have never heard that particular episode. So not only be sure that you're republishing those things, so to speak, you're not actually republishing, you're just making people aware of it again through social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever. But also when you're talking about a topic that you've already covered in a previous episode, you want to take the minute it takes to go find that episode before you record and have it handy in your notes so that you can refer back to it because people will pause, write that down or go to your show notes and click on that link because they want to hear more in depth on that episode. I've already done that talking about the directories and the syndication options by referring to a previous episode. See, you should be doing that on your podcast episodes, making new listeners aware of past resources. That's going to help them understand your expertise and the things you have to share. And who knows, they may find that particular episode so helpful, they share it with someone else. And you may gain a new listener from that as well. They may share it on social media. You never know. So be a diligent podcaster by creating notes for your podcast episode that you can then reference and point people back to previous episodes. Now, we're going to go on and talk about other ways to repurpose, not just resharing old content, but repurposing. And one of the things I think would be great Is to look through your catalog of episodes and see if there is a series of episodes that are all on the same content, the same topic. Perhaps you did a bunch of episodes on social media that have been spread out over the last six months or the last year. And all of that content is still relevant. It's still applicable because the social media platforms you talked about haven't changed that much. What would it be like if you bundled some sound clips from those various episodes into one new episode? and made it the social media masterclass episode or something like that. Do you see the point? If you have related content strung throughout different episodes, you can put those together into a new episode or even here's an idea for you in terms of monetization. You can take those things and bundle them together in as-is form. I mean, in the form you already published them in a bundle of audio that you can then sell as a course. And I suggest if you're going to do a course and monetize the thing, Of course, people can find it for free in your podcast feed already, but because you are putting it together, you should add additional resources like action sheets or your show notes turned into eBooks or something like that, that goes along with those audio so that it's a bigger, better resource than it was originally when you produced it. You may say, well, it's free already. Why would people pay for it? You would be amazed what people will pay for because of convenience. See, you're making it easy for them. They don't have to go looking for all of your content. They just have to pick that one course on the topic they're interested in and pay for it. Make it an easy payment for them to make like $29. I mean, I would call that a forgettable fee. $29, they're going to spend that much on coffee this month, probably. So you want to make it Easy for them to say, that's a no brainer that I purchased that thing. That's what I do with my audacity for podcasting course. It's 39 bucks for 26 modules of video content. So you want to make it easy for them to say, that's easy for me to pay for. So you can bundle together episodes as products and then you can promote the products themselves, which is another way of repurposing that content that you created. All right. Let's move on to another repurposing idea. And that is what I would call Quick tips episodes. Now, I've talked to many clients that I've worked with about doing this, about this being an idea they could implement, and nobody's taken me up on it yet. So if you do this, or if you know of someone who does this, I'd love you to give me a shout and let me know because I want to see somebody doing this well. You can reach out to me, Carrie, C A R E Y, at podcastfasttrack.com. Here's my description of what a quick tips episode would be. Say you've got 30 interview episodes that you have recorded in the past with various people. Why not go back through those episodes and find those pithy, powerful, intriguing things that they've shared, the gold nuggets, so to speak. Just slap your good old intro on the front end, Then do a voiceover of your own voice explaining that this is a quick tip episode. You may come up with some standard thing that you put in there so you don't have to record it every time. You know, for example, you might say, this is another quick tip episode from podcastfasttrack.com. And then you just put in the actual clip that you've chosen. You could even have your music playing behind it. I mean, make it unique, make it a little bit different. And it could be as long as 30 seconds long or a minute and a half long or two minutes long, just a little short quick tip episode that you could then put like an outro voiceover that says, this quick tip was originally aired in episode 53 with John Lee Dumas. See episode 53 at podcastfasttrack.com slash 53. And then your outro music goes out. You see, that's just an example. See, I never did an interview with John Lee Dumas. That was all illustrative. Illustrative, don't you like that word? It was all an illustration to show you what it could be like. But a quick tip episode that you intersperse between your regular episodes, I think could generate lots of interest. And if you're sharing those on social media as well, they're easy to listen to because they're short. You might even put them underneath an audiogram using WAVE or using Headliner, or our company has a customized audiogram service, you can check out a podcast, fasttrack.com slash audiogram. But regardless, you've got more content, both for Apple podcasts and for social media sharing, quick tip episodes. I think they're great. Now, right along the line of quick tip episodes is something very similar, but a little bit different. That one of my clients does, Jeremy Weiss, W-E-I-S-Z, does a show called Inspired Insider. And what Jeremy does is he interviews founders and CEOs of big companies like Quest Nutrition and companies that have really made it big. And he walks through their story with them. He hears their story and it's it's really a unique show because of the way Jeremy asks the questions. I mean, he's just a down to earth guy and he asks great questions and you really get nuggets from these people you wouldn't hear anywhere else. Well, Jeremy will create what he calls a mini or maybe I'm calling it a mini I don't remember he's ever called it that. But these mini could be three minutes long. They could be seven minutes long. And it's the exact same content that's going to be in the longer interview, but it's a real pithy little piece, a real powerful little piece. Maybe it's part of their story or maybe it's a dramatic setback that they experienced. You see, they're the emotional grabbing portions of the conversations that he puts into these smaller He calls them one question episodes because he's asking them a particular question and they are responding to that question. This kind of a mini-sode he publishes on Tuesdays and then he has a longer version come out on Thursday. And the Tuesday and the Thursday don't always relate. The Tuesday one, I believe, is a week ahead of the publication of the longer episode. And see, Jeremy's not even putting a voiceover on that says you'll hear the rest of this conversation in episode such and such on this date. I mean, he doesn't even do that. He just puts it together as a mini-episode. And I think you're, number one, giving your audience more content. Number two, you're giving them kind of a precursor or a taste of the great content that's coming. And you're giving yourself content that you can promote that is not as long as a podcast episode. You see, it's kind of like the quick tips episodes. So you see how those two go together. They're very similar in nature. Now, this next one, I have to say is similar to those two, but it's very different. And I have to give credit to a guy on my team. There's a guy on my team named Jonathan Messenger. He's an editor and writer for my team. And he also does a great podcast called The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. It's for children. It's a children's story kind of a podcast. You can find it at fincaspian.com. And Johnny was working with one of our clients who was having trouble getting back on track after having missed some episodes. And so Johnny suggested, why don't I go back through all of your episodes and pull out some best of contents, and we can create a best of episode. I've got another client, Tony Grabmeier, who's done this as well. He's created some best of episodes on some of his podcasts, and these are really cool because you hear quotes from a lot of different guests, you hear points from a lot of different people that are really some of the highlights of some of your best episodes. And Johnny said, because our team produces time-stamped bullet point outlines. Well, you know, I've described it long enough. Let me just have you hear Johnny describe what he did for this client.
1: Hey, this is Jonathan, one of Carrie's editors from Podcast Fast Track. And I thought I'd talk a little bit about a project that I did with one of our clients. It was a lot of fun and really easy to do. And it's all about sort of repurposing content. So basically what it was, was that she was traveling a lot and was having a hard time keeping up with her podcast schedule. And she was coming up on 50 episodes. So I shot her an email and I said, Hey, how about doing a best of episode. And one of the funny things about that was while she was into the idea, she felt kind of bad about picking her favorite guests or whatever, but I had been editing her show for about a year now. And so I had favorites that I had been listening to and stories that I knew. So what we kind of decided to do was that I would pick my favorite episodes and my favorite stories from those episodes that I remembered the ones that kind of stuck with me the most and we tried to go for some variety. So we had stories that were funny. We had stories that were very serious or very kind of dramatic. We had really great moments with her as a host and the guests where the host and the guests were really jiving really well. And it all kind of worked well. And basically what I did is I clipped them out of each episode. It was really easy to do because of Podcast Fast Track's timestamp method. Uh, I could find the clips really quickly. And then I sent those clips over to her. She listened to them. She recorded, you know, maybe 15, 20 seconds introducing each clip and that was it. And then I took her clips, the introductions, and wove them in. So it created this episode that kind of told the story of the first year of her show. It was really fun and it was really cool because it was an opportunity for us to work together, really together on something and be kind of creative partners in making the episode. Isn't that a cool idea? I'm telling you. These people that work for me come up
0: with these great ideas and I love highlighting them for you because these guys are geniuses. They come up with stuff working with clients every day that are, you know, actionable and practical. And Johnny, as you heard him say, this really didn't take that much time. So you could do this yourself. Now remember the key here, the timestamp bullet point outline makes a huge difference because you know right where to go in the audio to find what it is you're looking for. So that's a great approach for repurposing some of your content into best of episodes. You could even put those on YouTube and places like that, which is getting a little bit ahead of what I'm trying to say here because I'm going to talk about that here in just a moment. (music) Since we are talking about repurposing your content and promotion of your content, I thought it would be a good time to talk to you about these things you're seeing on social media a lot. They're these cool little images that are done really well. They look very professional. They have the brand colors of the podcaster that's in question. They have perhaps an image of his guest, a fancy quote, perhaps an episode title. But the cool part about them is they have these creative motion wave sound forms on them you know wave sound form thingies and they move so that they catch your eye when you see them on facebook or you see them on twitter or instagram or wherever you see them and you click on it and it begins playing a clip of audio underneath that the sound wave is matching so it's really this cool little promotional tool now you heard me talk about this with baird hall of wave on episode 80 of podcastification You can find that at podcastfasttrack.com slash 80. Wave is one of the apps that you can use. They have both a free version and a paid version to create your own audiograms for promotional purposes. There's another one out there called Headliner that does things very similarly to what Wave does. You can find it at headliner.app, A-P-P. And you can create these social media videos right now, at least this is August of 2018 for free. There's no watermark. There's no trial. It's just free. You can just get started. Now, in both of these, there are really cool things you can do. But in both of them as well, there are things that I believe are limitations, like shaping the waveform in a custom manner or creating it in such a way that the waveform jumps out from behind the head of the person who's speaking, you know, those kinds of things, all kinds of creative eye-catching things that could be really cool, unique ways to set your brand apart. Well, that's why the team at Podcast Fast Track has created our own audiogram service. And I'm going to warn you ahead of time, it's a little more expensive than these others especially free. I mean, you can't be free. Wave has a monthly subscription price for their particular app once you get beyond a certain amount of content that you've produced. But our particular audiograms are custom. They're made exactly to your specifications, can be modified at any time, are not just a template. They are unique to you and your show and can include all kinds of cool, crazy things. We're using Adobe After Effects to create these so you know they're professional. These are really cool things. You can find out more about the podcast fast track version of audiograms and ask for a price quote for what it would be for your show. We could produce them on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, every episode, every other episode, one episode a month, doesn't matter. We can produce them for you in a monthly subscription package. So reach out to us at com slash audiogram. Now, there's kind of a debate going on about whether you should put your audio content on YouTube with just a still image over the top. I do it because I often find myself listening to things on YouTube while I'm doing something else. I'm not watching, I'm just doing something else. I'm listening to it like I would a podcast. I think other people do that too. And I think it's fine to put your content on YouTube, just put a, a creative, Different graphic on it than you have on the rest of your shows so that people could see it's different content. If they're used to looking at your show, you could actually do it by adding more images that rotate or change throughout the video. If you wanted to go to that link, you could actually do an actual video. If you're using something like zoom to record your conversations with guests, you could put the actual video On YouTube if you're interested in doing that. I mean, I did that recently for one of my episodes with Derek Pando from Zoom. It's episode 111 where we were talking about using zoom.us to do recordings. And because we were recording on Zoom and we had a video already, I decided just to have one of my guys do some quick edits on the video, put it together, and we're going to put it both on the show notes page as a resource and on YouTube for people to refer to in how to do certain settings on Zoom because some of it's visual and it's hard to describe in an audio podcast. If you listen to episode 111, podcastfasttrack.com slash 11, or it'll be in the show notes or description for this episode, you'll see what I mean. It's hard to do something that needs a visual outlook on a podcast, but we did our best. But regardless, you get the idea. You can put your original podcast episodes on places like YouTube, places like Vimeo, Places like Daily Motion. These are all video websites. You could even put them on Facebook video. Now, Facebook is a little more difficult in that way because they frown on what they are referring to as fake video. It's not actually a motion video. It's just a still image with audio underneath it. I think you could figure out a way to do that. Now, if you want to hear about that whole debate about whether you should or shouldn't do this, look at episode 104 of Podcastification podcastfasttrack.com slash 104. Now let's talk also about some ideas for repurposing that are a little bit outside the box. One of those that I think is actually pretty cool is one you might've heard about on this very podcast on episode number 95 with Jim Kukral, And he was explaining how his company Book2Pod is taking books people have published and turning them into podcast episodes using technology that is text-to-speech stuff, using robot voices and things like that, and they're actually making podcast episodes out of books to be a, a lead generator for people who want to sell books. I think it's a great idea. In fact, I have a couple of fiction books that I've written, and I'm working on the third one in the series to close out the series, and what I'm going to do is start reading a chapter a week into Audacity, having it lightly edited, and putting it on Apple Podcasts as a podcast. Because I think if I put the right kind of call to action in each episode, it will fuel book sales by sending people to Amazon to get an ebook copy or a hardback copy. You see, I think it's a great thing, but back to this repurposing thing, what content do you have? Say it's blog posts or ebooks you've created or things like that, that you could actually make a podcast episode out of. What podcast episodes do you have that you could actually make an ebook out of? You see, it goes both ways. You're just wanting to repurpose content to get it out there to gain that audience. And it doesn't matter to me really if your audience is a reading audience or a watching audience or a listening audience, they're your audience and you want to be able to create resources for them. So that's another great idea. I have another suggestion for you here and I have to give credit where credit is due. I heard this one spoken about on an episode of the School of Podcasting with Hall of Fame podcaster, Dave Jackson. Dave was talking about going to events where your podcast is relevant, okay? So say you do a podcast about dog grooming and you're going to a dog grooming convention, you could put an outstanding knock-it-out-of-the-park episode of your podcast onto a cheap little thumb drive. You could have that thumb drive somehow printed and branded with your podcast website address. You could put them on a CD, do something like that. And you could hand those out at the events just to give people a taste of what your podcast is like. You see, you're giving them firsthand something they can do something with, something they can listen to. And I think that's a great idea that Dave had and think that through. You could record it in a special way just for that use. You could put a voiceover that tells them where to find your podcast and how to subscribe and those kinds of things so that you could generate interest in your podcast from an actual physical event that you go to. I think that is a great idea that Dave had. Dave, thanks and congratulations on your Hall of Fame podcasting fame. Is that how you'd say it? Anyway, man, if you guys did not hear Dave's speech, At the School of Podcasting, he's got an episode where he played his speech at the end. You should find that at schoolofpodcasting.com. And also, man, Daniel J. Lewis's little intro of Dave was incredible. (laughs) Daniel, you did a great job. I appreciate that so much. You guys are the best. Now, before we wrap up, I'm sure there are hundreds of other ways that any of us could repurpose our content that I haven't even covered. If you have ideas, shoot them to me, at podcastfasttrack.com or... This is even better. We now have a Facebook group that is a private group. If you love podcastification and you want to share and talk about and learn from others, podcasting tips, best practices, those kinds of things, you can join the Facebook group by requesting to join at podcastfasttrack.com slash Facebook group. And there are three questions you have to answer. Be sure you answer the questions. But once you're approved to get in the group, here's my point. Go in there and tell me how you've seen people repurposing their content from a podcast or from their blog into a podcast or any of the above. Give me your ideas. Give me your great ideas and share them with the community there in the Facebook group. Now, before we move on and wrap up this episode, I'm going to say this because it kind of needs to be said. All of these approaches, as I said at the beginning, take time, but they all require effective and savvy marketing. Marketing, promotion, People are not going to just find these resources that you create, not most likely. You are going to have to help them find them by targeting these things at the exact people that will find them beneficial. Now, how do you do that? Well, here's a little tease for the next episode. On episode number 115. I will be speaking with a guy named Tommy Walker. Tommy is a content strategist and audience finding cyborg. I'm telling you, this guy knows his stuff and I'm going to warn you ahead of time. He also knows it is hard work to do this effectively. But he is going to come on the show and have a conversation with me about how the principles that fuel effective content marketing and marketing in general and audience identification and audience acquisition can be applied to podcasting. So for those of you who are eager to get this down and to figure out something that really works, Tommy's going to bring the goods in the next episode of podcastification. If you are listening to this anytime after September of 2018, you can find Tommy's episode at podcastfasttrack.com slash 115. The number's 115. As I said in the main content there, I believe we all can find better ways to repurpose our content. I hope you found this episode enjoyable and helpful. And like I said, if you are interested In sharing with me approaches, you have learned about repurposing content, or if you want to learn from others about repurposing content, you should join the podcastification Facebook group. It's not called the podcastification Facebook group. I forget what it's called, but it's there. You can find it (laughs) at podcastfasttrack.com slash Facebook group. Answer the questions, submit to join, and I just might approve you. (laughs) Maybe perhaps. Yeah, I probably will. Most people, because the only place you're going to hear about it is right here on podcastification. And that's all I've got for this episode. You know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at PodcastFastTrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day.